Welcome to another episode of the Double Coma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. Fourth quarter is going to suck to suck. It is if you allow it to. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. You're like, wait, what? Oh, I am so down on all the negativity right now around me. I have seen a plethora of it on Instagram and TikTok. And everybody wants to talk about the fact that the bottom is falling out and they lost 60% of their home values during the last housing crash. So everything that's going on with Swiss Bank and, and the European markets, we're going to see a total destruction, a meltdown, and the housing market is going to implode. That's the negativity that we're seeing right now in the market. I want to talk a little bit, DMAR market trends is going out tomorrow, Wednesday morning. I just recorded the video. We got the data late last night, recorded the video this morning. That's getting published uh, and edited and pushed over to the report tomorrow morning. I wanted to highlight just a couple without giving away the secret sauce. I want to highlight a couple of those points and then talk about our daily disciplines for creating a fourth quarter that doesn't suck, <laughs> that gives way to a first quarter that has tons of opportunity to a second quarter that starts to reignite to a second half that is not only back on track, but for those of you and us who are working hard to stay relevant, it's going to pay dividends. And I'm not even talking about money here because a lot of people are going negative going, well, you real estate agents and lenders are just want more business. That's not even it. Like, that's not even it. If I could come from a place where I come from every day and be 100% transparent, it's never about the money. The money takes care of itself. It's never been and it never will be about the money. I'll lose money on a lot of deals to ensure that clients are taken care of. And I'm human? Yes, I'm very human. And do I mess up? Sure, I mess up. The intention though is always the same to create an experience for a client that opens up an opportunity that provides access to stability and wealth through real estate. Because this is the path that most Americans can't get there any other way. Yet the negativity of all the people that lost money in the last housing crash, who, by the way, have seen not only their losses recovered, but incredible gain, don't want to think about the gain. They only want to highlight the loss. Real estate is a long game. This opportunity is the opportunity to open up a door today where there's a little more inventory and a little less demand that gets somebody in. So let's talk a few of the stats from the DMAR Market Trends Report that is, again, going out tomorrow morning. Because I want to highlight this because things are slowing down. Okay, that's true. Things are slowing down. Are things dying? Is the market crashing? So in March, we had a year to date, a year over year median price growth of 21%. So we saw a 21% gain on home values based on the median close price, which isn't really the value of the home as much as it is 
you had as many homes below or above that price point and that growth of price point, right? So you have to keep it in perspective. CoreLogic looks at appreciation, but even that, Denver was well over 20%, 21.5%, where it topped out uh, maybe around 22% during the height of it. But it's since been slowing down, as has our average and median. But in March, we had a 21% gain year over year in our home prices. Is that sustainable? I mean, could you imagine a first-time home buyer? Could you imagine if you're an, uh, an adult like myself, I have three kids, age 21, 22, and 24. Could I imagine them even getting into a home in two, three, five, ten 10 years from now? If home prices continue to go up at a clip of 21% a year, it is not sustainable. It is not healthy, anywhere near healthy. The 30-year average price growth in the DMAR 11 county area of our home prices is 6%. It's what it's been. Now it's been up, it's been down, it's never hit 21.5%. But to see that growth like that is unsustainable. So it's coming down from that. So since March, it's been, uh, interest rates have been going up. It topped out, it started coming down. It did the same in September. We actually saw an average price growth this month, year over year of 8.4 and a median of 9.4, bringing the year to date, because that's the number we use in December. It's the whole year to date that we then stamp as this is the 2022 price growth, right? And just calculating out. So historically, we can look at what that number is. We'll stamp that in the January DMAR report for December's data, and it will create that year to date, the total year. Right now, it stands at 12.8%. 12.8% is double the historical average growth of our homes. It's still high. So we will do it, what we always do in the fall and the winter, and that will slow down. It's just the speed by which. So that will slow down and maybe we'll land somewhere in the high single digits. Maybe it's eight and a half to nine, maybe nine and a half. We've got three months left to see what those numbers land at. So 12.8%, all of that is around perspective, right? So I started out this conversation with that it sucks to suck and I could get all grumpy and down about the fact that uh, my sellers don't want to sell because they're comparing to their neighbors and my buyers are upset be, or or my buyers are opt optimistic, opportunistic, opportunistic. <laughs> they're looking for prices to continue to go down, right? So how far down can they go? And you will see some more price dropping uh, during the holiday months. Now, you will also see inventory come offline. You will see those homes that haven't sold, whether it's 30 days or 45 days, looking at the holidays saying simply, I'm gonna take my house off the market and I'm gonna wait until spring. Not an awful idea, although I work primarily with buyers, so I don't love the idea because I want my buyers to continue to have options and that will reduce options, but it's the reality of what will happen. There will be sellers that don't wanna deal with people walking through their homes during the holidays and I completely get that. Right, so we're gonna see some of that inventory come back off just simply because people will cancel their listings if they don't sell them. And then they'll relist them in the spring, <clears throat> possibly for more, depending on what interest rates do and if it pulls out or draws out the buyers. 
So if you've got sellers who are contemplating pulling their listing off the market or, or they won't negotiate, right? I was at uh, a meeting at New Door yesterday. Love those guys. Absolutely amazing. There was a seller negotiation going on while I was there. And the seller at, at some point just drew the line. Didn't want to sell for even $5,000 less. Now that's her prerogative, 100%. I can't sit here and judge, but all I can say is at what point does pausing life make sense for what dollar value, right? Especially in a market like this, when we're seeing that sellers are having to become more realistic, you're not losing value. The likelihood is that you're still selling it for more than it was worth a year ago approximately 12.8% more than it was worth a year ago, but it's not the 21% more than a year ago that you could have gotten in March. And you're mad and you wanna take your ball and go home. I get that, I get that, but it's unrealized gains. It's not real money. And I don't wanna say it's fake money because it feels very real and it's equity that you've had in your home and believe that you had in your home but it's unrealized gains. It's until you cash it out or sell it, it's not realized, it's not really gains any more than the stock market is or the bond market or cryptocurrency. I put money in the cryptocurrency and I've told this story a number of times and still messes up my gut to think about how much I've lost, but I gained a lot and then I didn't and then I, <laughs> and I lost it. But I still have, no, I don't. I have less than I put into it, right? So that is a, that's a loss that if I sold it today, I would realize the loss. If I had sold it when it was up, I would have realized a gain, but I didn't. I held on because I thought it would go up more and I lost that bed and it went down. And so, but I'm not selling it. So I actually haven't lost or gained anything at this point other than what's on paper. And that's what I keep coming back to is the fact that I can sit here and get mad and stomp my feet and take my ball and go home because I can't get what I could have gotten in March, but I'm still getting 12% more than I could have gotten last year. And certainly a hundred percent or 150% more than I could have gotten five, 10 years ago, or when I bought the home or whatever that number is, I still did good. Maybe I just didn't do as good as I thought I should have. And that's where we've got to just start getting real, right? So at what point does the cost of delaying your life make sense? Is it for $5,000? Is that the line? Or is it more than that? Because buyers have been paying a lot more than that to get into a home and they're just not doing it right now as the close to list we've seen has come down. Interesting, the close to list on attached homes is staying stronger than the close to list on detached homes. So there's still opportunities. The detached are negotiating a little bit stronger. All of this is where my head goes with what's happening right now and putting out conversations around opportunities in real estate. One of the things that I did in the Saturday blog, if you're a real estate agent and you get my email every Saturday morning, was taking the numbers based on the tenure being over 12 years today and taking just a, let's say 10 years, right? What kind of net wealth can I gain in the next 10 years? Because 
Historically, home ownership is not a day trading vehicle. It's a long game. So getting in now affords me not paying rent, not having the opportunity of being evicted or my lease running out and it going up, not being able to grow roots, to paint, to build out, to design, to not being able to start building something long-term. It puts me in a temporary position. I was having a conversation with another real estate agent yesterday morning, and he was talking about the fact that he was just helping a client of his close on uh, a $500,000 condo. And that condo, uh, you know, trying to get that condo under contract six months ago was a challenge. And his friends six months ago would have called him a hero for having gotten it under contract. Yet this month, his friends are calling him a schmuck because he bought a home in this market. And if he had waited a little longer, maybe he could have gotten a lower price. But a lower price by what degree? And again, what is the cost for not having the opportunity to start building wealth? Principal reduction, appreciation, being able to build out the way you want it, tax deductions, and all the things. So as we go through the fourth quarter, I want to challenge you to have a different mindset, whether you're a homeowner, a home buyer, whether you're a friend or a relationship that you've bumped into this video, whether you're a real estate agent or a lender, it doesn't matter. The fourth quarter is going to have stress because we are entering into this period of time where, and some will debate me on this, I don't think we're in a recession yet. I think we're heading into it because consumer spending has still been positive. GDP has been down due to supply constraints. We can go down that road. I'm not going to do it today. But if we are entering into a recession, and in order to have the this balance of pricing increases and inflation, to have inflation come down, the Fed needs to continue to raise the Fed rate. And there's debate whether it's going to be 0.75 bips or 0.5 bips. That's going to happen on November 2nd. We're going to know soon enough. If we keep getting bad news, I think it's going to be lower. All of that to say, this fourth quarter is about this turbulent end to a changing year, giving way to 2023. And if 2023, we start to see a recession and we start to see inflation go down, we're going to see mortgage rates go down. We're going to see more opportunities and more buyers come back into the market. The first half of next year and the second half of next year will look very different. So my question to you is no matter what you do, we are looking at opportunities for whether it's reduced commissions earned, reduced payrolls, maybe it's loss of job, whatever that looks like, depending on the industry that you're in, we're going into more turbulence before we come out of it and then we'll come out with an expansion. Here's my question. What are you doing today? Right? Are you sitting in fear? Are you waiting for the worst to happen? I get on these debates on Instagram and people are talking about the 60% loss and we're going to see this massive drop in home prices right now. And the fact on fact on fact, I can say it's just not possible. We have too much equity, too few homes have a loan, too strong a borrower. We have all these things that even if somebody did lose their job and had to sell, all they have to do is sell at a market price because we still have fewer homes then we have buyers, we still have low historic inventory, even if it's been coming up. It's still less than it's been in 2019. So that inventory is going to remain low going into next year. If we see a recession come and we see interest rates drop, will we see demand pick up? 
So who are you today to help you tomorrow? What is your mindset every single day when you wake up? What are the activities you are doing while others aren't? While others are narrowing in and protecting themselves, what are you challenging to do to get out in front of people, to get in front of a camera, to get in front of a client, to get in front of a group, to talk about opportunities that exist under the fear? What activities are you doing, whether it's writing blogs or initiating conversations or doing video like this or, or sharpening your own saw with education and reading and learning? What are you doing right now to build up your business, whether it's shoring up your processes, whether it's creating more marketing vehicles, whether it's building out systems and consolidating costs to take advantage of opportunities? What are you doing this fourth quarter other than eating holiday cookies? and hiding in fear because that's where we need to land because these numbers although showing demand has slacked off especially as interest rates rose above seven showing that inventories increased because a little bit more new inventory especially at the higher price points but because buyer demand has slowed all of this could make you just want to hole up for the holidays or double down when others are going quiet and pronouncing your ability to be the expert, the advisor for your clients to be strong in your decisions and being able to take advantage of the opportunities that will continue to exist not only this fourth quarter, but next year as well. That's what we're doing. That's my choice. I choose to be active. I choose to be motivated. I choose to be positive no matter what, because there are always opportunities. And I hope you choose the same. Nicole Ruth, hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.